0: The police. <laughs> I went down to shit for tickets, and I bought ten kinds of crap. It's all plastic made in sweatshops and I can't take it back. All that shit from shit for decades costs 450, Beg your pardon. I'll but it gives me a consumer heart on shape for dickheads Never mind the quality shape for dickheads Feel the wind shape for dickheads Never mind the quality shape for dickheads Feel the wind You kind of see purple in like the upper right hand corner Looks a little purplish there But you're right, it is more blue What about, can you see my chest hair? Oh yeah Everyone wants to see that Nice chest, chesticle hair Flex my upper pecs. Uh, I didn't I didn't see my man titties. Yeah, I need everyone to know that I have a shelf, as bodybuilders refer to. Got a shelf, um. But you know the problem is my upper pecs are like way stronger and bigger than my lower pecs. I have to do like special exercises for my poor lower pecs. For my special is, lower uh, pecs, we gotta do dips apparently. But um, I don't like doing dips. Dip, 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 Philadelphia. Dude, Yo, this is the the podcast uh, with this. There's a ongoing coup in China. Did you hear about? Did you hear about this? You've seen seen anything about this? About the this, is a pod- this is the podcast. is the podcast about the ongoing coup in China. Because yeah. you start off by, "This is the podcast," and you ask me if yeah, I heard this, about the coup in China. This is what it's about. Uh no, about I'm uh, not familiar with the coup in China. Oh, it's made up. Oh, okay. Yeah, plenty millions, thousands of um burner accounts on twitter had a hashtag the, about a china coup and um then you know mainstream media got on it and blah blah, blah with this. Yeah. no evidence that anything's going on but people <laughs> sure are talking about it so that basically makes it real right well there's gonna be a coup they're, gonna, they're trying to meme a coup into effect that's like my that's plan that's a coup works, that, i mean yeah really everything is uh what is meme like? into existence it's why do like, you mean this podcast into existence This is like magical thinking type shit, right? Yeah. If everyone gets on board and believes the same thing, then eventually it'll just be real anyways. It's It's the secret. Yeah, supposedly uh, Xi Jinping is um, under house arrest. And uh, there's going to be a coup. Oh, the military is doing a coup? Yeah, it always works out. Yeah, but then I saw there was some white guy who lives in Beijing. And he was posting on Twitter like pictures around Beijing. And no, he's like he's a planner for the Chinese Communist Party, you know? He's not actually in Beijing. He lived, He's just supplied with um, stock photos they have. And uh, he actually lives in, in uh, Missouri, you know? Somewhere in the Midwest. Could be. That could be true. You can't trust anything you see on the internet unless it's a popular hashtag. That's why I know that there's a coup in China. <laughs> the only thing you can touch on the internet is this podcast. Yeah, because That's how you know there's a coup in China because this podcast is about the coup in China. We start off. With yeah, this. Um, we uh, this podcast we solve problems, we figure shit out. Mostly we review Netflix originals, but uh, also we're the ones that got to the bottom of um, Walk what me. was it? O- own race bias oh, I forgot about we talked about that shit. Yeah. yeah, we figured that shit out. That was us. we were on top of that one. Mm-hmm. We did that, and then um, what's some other good shit? Some other good deeds we've done for the earth, for society uh, at large uh i mean i watched uh you know paper hearts that was uh or purple hearts mm, purple paper heart hearts, hearts. purple paper heart eaters that one was uh that one was for for society that was for the culture as they say um what have you been up to this week before we start reviewing films uh, this is content sewer on tigers kyle that's otters sean we're f- it, it really goes well. I don't think you, you appreciate how well Otter Sean works with that song. the uh, um, started off as a Wu-Tang reference, but it's actually uh, secretly we're furries. Now everyone knows. <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm not a fucking furry, man. I, you, how dare you say that? Tell, tell them about my Emmett Otter costume. You're an otter furry, whereas me, I'm a tiger. Very masculine. <laughs> yeah, you know, nothing more masculine than a feline. Yeah, tigers, they're badass. They kill anything. Um, they can't kill they a get polar gets, bear. They get scared really easily, i <laughs> noticed. <laughs> they like water. All the things yep. you're into, getting scared easily in water. Yeah, tigers love water. I love water. Um, I love the beach. I can't go to the beach, though, because i got to protect my skin. Um, my skin's really great right now, and I still look really young. But um, since I'm very light skin, basically no melanin, I'm guessing by the time I'm about fifty, it's yeah. gonna melt. Right <laughs> yeah, pure blisters. Mm. one big cancer. Well, no, you just turn into like a, a Sharpe When you're as light as me, it seems like when you get to be like fifty or so, unless you take care of shit. I'm not doing any of that crazy like skincare shit because most of it's not real. I just wear sunscreen <laughs> and mm-hmm. like you know moisturize once in a while. Because, yeah, most of that shit's fake. Not I me. I just, just cover my body in mayonnaise. Huh? Supposedly, like, retinol works, right? I don't it's, like, good for your skin. I don't know. I don't, I don't read research exactly on skin shit. I don't know. I don't know shit about shit. I do uh, actually know about Hong Kong Category 3 films, which is the uh, movies I've been watching this week. Would you like to learn about Category 3 films in Hong Kong? Eh, I guess I don't have a choice. So category three is basically like their nc-17 um so like mm-hmm. exploitation films it mm-hmm. got created in like the late 70s um because uh you know people were making like fun horror movies and shit uh one of the things though is like i think in the late 80s or maybe the mid 90s when um britain was getting prepared to like hand over hong kong hmm um, one of the stipulations that made movies become Category 3, though, is if they were at all um, negative about mainland China. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That's yeah, why there's that coup going on. You. Yeah. But I've been watching Category 3 Hong Kong films. They fucking rule. But I've noticed... Uh, Are you watching the anti-Chinese ones or the one with boobies? Or there's is there, is there some like crossover? Uh, so, none of the ones I've watched have um, anti-China like China stuff in it, but... They're mostly like, yeah, murder, titties, uh, neon lights type stuff, you know, like my kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But there is quite a lot of anti-Thailand stuff in it.
1: Uh-oh. Oh, they're okay. trying to you skirt
0: think? that category in 3 like, ah, oh, come on, guys. Well, no, <laughs> it's because it's not like uh, they don't seem to have a political issue with Thailand or the Thai people. Oh, it's just Kong. a racist thing? Yeah, like uh, <laughs> if you go to Thailand, you're going to get cursed. <laughs> you're person in Hong Kong you're going to get cursed oh, so it's like uh like the caribbean for like united states films in the 80s and 70s yeah like the people of hong kong were really oh, don't you can't um, go to Haiti. And there's going to be voodoo there the, the internet like i was reading like scholarly discussions on H- category 3 films and they mentioned it was like xenophobia about southeast asia in general mm. but so far the movies i've specifically watched specifically thailands they're really concerned about how spooky thailand is because like, well, Thailand they just, <laughs> the mystical orient, even the Hong Kong, the mystical <laughs> orient. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty strange. Um, but I did watch. Uh, I want to p- highlight a particular movie I watched called uh, Biozombie, which is uh, it's did the, uh, the Bio film. Zombie come from Thailand? No, Iran. In this case, kind of. Uh. Iran also, there's a coup going on in Iran. Well, but so much of Coup as a uh, political... Yeah, more like a protest kind <laughs> of thing. Like a... Rev- yeah. <laughs> but uh, not the right word for that. Um, so I love like exploitation horror movies and stuff. Biozombie is like in my top ten now. People you people need to check this movie out. It fucking rules. It's basically like an homage to Dawn of the Dead, right? It takes place in a shopping mall. But, um, you know, it's like more fun. It's like late 90s Hong Kong. So the fashion's cool. Um, really horny, a lot of, uh, a lot of windbreakers. Uh, one of the main characters he doesn't have windbreaker, but he has like one of those uh track jackets that have like a dragon on the back. That oh, you, for some reason yeah. you see a lot in like um Hong Kong movies. <laughs> I watched a lot of Jackie Chan movies as a kid, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I watched another one called Troublesome Night, which was like an anthology horror film. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a character in that, one of the um, stories who has the exact same jacket. So it must have just been like hella popular in Hong Kong in the late 90s. <laughs> it's just one costume department. Like, yeah, give him a trash area. But they're, like, Bible Zombies fucking dope. I love it. But there's a specific line in it that's delivered like so well, it's really funny. Like, the two main characters are just kind of, like, scrubby thugs, you know what I mean? Trying to get by, like, you know, doing, like, small-time crime and shit. They're gonna rob this one movie woman, and dudes, one of the dudes got his knife out. And the other dude's like, it looks like you're gonna murder her. And he just straight up goes, uh, I've told you plenty of times that I was gonna kill eventually. <laughs> I just fucking love that line. <laughs> the way he says it, too. I don't want to spoil the ending, but it comes back and it's the line comes back and it's fucking funny too. It's just everyone go check out BioZombie. Does he kill eventually? Uh, Spoiler. Yeah, kind of, I mean, like his desire to kill comes back in a comedic way again. I don't know where you can get it like legally or officially or anything. I guess you could probably buy a Blu ray because I think like one of those like vinegar syndrome or whatever, you know, those public, those. Two, blu-ray like restoration groups that uh, do shit for horror and exploitation movies i think maybe they did a blu-ray release because the torrent i got was 1080p but i'd say just torn it you know just fucking like <laughs> well because you don't want to give money to hong kong you know what i mean <laughs> oh that's exactly where it's going <laughs> straight to hong hey. kong it, it probably is in some capacity you know, <laughs> yeah, i guess nothing. that's true you know you can't and then it'll end up in like the Hong Kong Money for the Hong Kong police force You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's going to go straight to the military when they take over the, Oh yeah, of course <laughs> That's actually what's happening is the Hong, Tong- Hong Kong uh, Defense military is They're going to stage a coup in mainland China <laughs> oh, Yeah, it's going to go well <laughs> They're going to bring glorious uh, capitalism To China <laughs> 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 To <It's- laughs> China already has glorious capitalism <laughs> No, it's um Transitional <laughs> But you know what's cool about China, though? It is capitalism, but if you fuck up bad enough as, like, an executive, they'll kill you. <laughs> that shit rules. Could you imagine, like... I mean, the, the problem, though, is you fuck up bad enough almost as anyone will kill you, you know? Yeah, but in the United States, if you fuck up bad enough, we only kill the poor people. I'm just China. saying, like, I don't think... I'm, I'm not pro-death penalty generally, so I don't think that anybody should be... If they fuck up bad enough, should be killed. Oh, I. There's a couple rage. people. I mean, there's a couple people. Yeah, I'm pro-death penalty for the rich. And basically anyone who's my political enemy. Like, yeah, they that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a real Stalin-esque figure over here. I talked, like, two weeks I'll ago. i will to myself in figures with Lenin. Who's going to stop me? Two weeks ago on the podcast, I let everyone know I would reached my limit on trying to, oh, yeah, we can convince people. But, nah, fuck <laughs> that. There's no time anymore. Gotta kill them. I'm done with it. Don't care about, like, these, uh... Aggressively unimaginative, angry white dudes who are scared of everything. Fucking kill them. Oh, I'm too scared to go to New York City. All right, then fucking die. <laughs> What's well, so scary about New York these days? It's not 1986. Yeah, it's yeah. You know what I mean. Whatever. I'm gonna get a real job eventually, and you know what I'm gonna do to <laughs> not Not even after this podcast. I mean, you know, what I'm going to do to ease my mind once I have a real job, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going Go really, to get really into gunpla. Gunpla? Uh, <laughs> in New York because uh here's dangerous or something. I might get stabbed again. <laughs> in New York. I guess um, yeah, you can get stabbed anywhere as so you be proved. Uh, I guess Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Scottsdale, that's where the rich people hide Yeah, no, I know honestly, I mean, well, it's like the word If you ask me where in Arizona we're, Where you're most likely to get stabbed Scottsdale is really low on that list There's yeah, a couple places far. in Scottsdale a little seedy, but You'd think it would be like AJ or something, right? Yeah, for sure It'd be a, a Apache Junction Or like something yeah, like no. we're out in the middle of nowhere Like like Brisbane, Arizona, you get stabbed by some hick Well, out there in Bisbee I think you're more likely to get spooked by a ghost, right? That's the haunted town, I think The haunted western town they're all haunted out there. I mean, the the reality of it is, is I got myself into that situation because I was already doing crimes. You know? Sometimes when you're doing crimes, other crimes can happen to you. doesn't matter where you're at. <laughs> crimes is a gateway. Crimes is a gateway to getting more crimes. But yeah, that since I can't deal with that type of shit anymore, though, I'm going to get a regular job. You know, like uh, for adults, an adult job. I'm going to get really into gunplay. I think... It'll probably be the most depressing existence you can think of, but some of those model kits look pretty good these days. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like they're doing a lot of engineering because they have like they have like the skeletal structures of them now. You know, (laughs) so I assume you're gonna do the the like the unpainted ones. You got to paint yourself so they make them look real nice. Mm, I mean, maybe once I'm good. Fucking poser. kind of easy for us. I think Gunpla, I don't know if they have unpainted Gunpla. I think all of them always come, like, painted or at least molded in the correct color plastic. But But then you you gotta add your own accents and shit. You don't do it with the stock painting. You gotta shave off the little bits, you make it... Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I'll do that. You gotta make them look nice. I won't have anything else going on. I'm certainly not having any sex or anything, so, Gunpla. Gunpla. (laughs) You can have sex with your Gunpla. I bet they have some horny ones, like some, like, uh, crossovers, you know? Oh, for sure! Like uh, some collabs with uh, Darling in the Franks, a, friendly, <laughs> like, a horny anime. I don't know enough about <laughs> modern anime. Where, where did all the waifus come from? Someone email me, let me know where we can top, top twenty-five waifus. Mm-hmm. Um, so that cyberpunk anime. Oh, like you want? Yeah, yeah. I heard about it. I haven't watched it. I probably won't watch it. Um, um. it's like cyberpunk cliches. Mixed in with anime cliches, so it's not very interesting, right? But this is hyper violent and looks really cool. So I was like, okay, let mm, go for it. That's, you know, sometimes that's enough for me. In fact, I'd like to see more of it. <laughs> I watched uh, the Black Phone with uh, Ryan and, and the wife last night. They're not in it, that's Ethan Hawk. I know, but I was you were talking about things we watch. Yeah, but you said the black phone with Ryan and No, I mean I watched it with Ryan yeah. and Ryan and my wife. They could be in the movie. You don't know. They're extras. They're in the background, and uh, you know about fifteen minutes in. Is it pretty good? Supposedly it's pretty good. I didn't ever get around to watching it. Uh, yeah, I mean it's not. It's not amazing. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's a couple parts I'm like, yeah, that's a little weird. Why is it not even in there? But uh, wow. uh, overall, real good. I would say, you know, not the most amazing. It's not really a horror movie. It's more like a thriller, yeah, or suspense. Um, what stopped me from watching it is like uh, Even Hawke's yeah, creepy in it. But... It's actually about um, you know, uh, like real life crime. And I was like, yeah, I don't care. I mean, there's some, there's some, funny. there's a supernatural element to it, but that's not the, the, yeah, of the crime. Not the thrust. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. It's like uh, if you're gonna do that, you got to be like the Wailing, where it actually turns out. Yeah, this is demonic shit. <laughs> you know, the wailing a little bit is xenophobic about Japanese people if you think about it, Because <laughs> right, remember the he ends up being the the you know the uh, the murderer monster man, but they're in the movie they're immediately like, oh, it's that new Japanese guy that moved in for sure. He's <laughs> doing it. <that. laughs> well, I don't know. Like part of it's like yeah, it's a it's a little bit racist xenophobic, but also. If there's anybody new in town and some creepy shit starts happening, I'm like, oh, it's that fucking guy right now. <laughs> mm. Well, see, also, the movie's not endorsing that. It's just uh, that's the, how the characters believe yeah. in it. No, no. Anytime what, you portray something in screen or paper, um, you, you are endorsing it, yeah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like the Velvet Buzzsaw, which endorses everyone involved in the art world, is fucking annoying. Which I think. <laughs> have you? True, probably. Have you seen. um. Who was America? Is that the Sasha Baron Cohen joint? Yeah, there's one where he he's like as a dude that was in prison, and he goes to uh, he impersonates himself as an artist that's been um, using like um, his own body fluids as art. You know, oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, every time I see any art, I always think about that. And this movie um, uh, does nothing to dissuade me from that. The Velvet Buzzsaw, Netflix original film from 2019, uh, a satire set in the contemporary art world scene of Los Angeles, where big money artists and mega collectors pay a high price when art collides with commerce. So I don't know too much about uh, contemporary art or high art, really. Well, I do. Uh, it's all money laundering uh, scams. But, um, basically, yeah, it's like most things in this crazy mixed up world we lived in. <laughs> all lived the in. rich it's shit is money laundering scams. Sc- it's a scam yeah it's money laundering it's asset hiding assets yeah it's tax shit thing. yeah kind of we should have watched this movie first honestly as a conceit for the podcast because uh, this is kind of what I think of um, Netflix's media yeah. and art in general is um, it's <laughs> all of it is so heavily outweighed by the commercial consumer aspect of it that uh, a lot of it is rendered meaningless which is depressing so goodbye <laughs> Yeah, that's why we did this podcast. I'm ending it all now. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so I do, yeah, like I said, I don't know too much about the high art world, how it operates. The amount, the stuff that I do know about it is reflected very well in this film, to me anyways, where, yeah, everyone just seems like... Full of shit. ...annoying, bureaucratic. Just up catalyze. their asses. Although some of the artists okay. You know, John Malkovich, I kind of like. Um, Yeah, but I'm not... I do want to clarify I'm not one of those people who's like sees like Duchamp's um fountain and is like how can a urinal be art you know the aggressive like Yeah yeah the yeah. Well I mean yeah. it's just the kind people. of shit same shit you see with like almost any kind of critique of all, really any media it's just no one really even thinking about it they're just they're just mad about something else. Yeah exactly I don't want to fall in with that camp I'm actually you're critiquing more the business side of it than the actual artists you know what i mean like yeah i don't want to fall in the same because i feel like a lot of that gets funneled into the same end point where it's like yeah and i don't understand uh avant-garde art so it's meaningless and it's like well no that's i don't i'm not about that at all. that's, that's not what i was talking, talking about like, i know this I is kind mean. of a side, but i feel the same way about whenever i have to talk to nerds about the, like the last jedi or at this point the ring of power it's like fucking hell i'm not talking about the weird shit you're talking about Oh, yeah, it's like, I don't care about there being black dwarves or any of that stupid shit. The show just looks like trash. (laughs) But um, I'm actually, like, uh, I don't know if to say I'm a fan of Dadaism, the art movement of Dadaism. I really like Dadaism, so, like, I'm definitely on board with... Oh, weird, stupid shit. (laughs) Yeah, like, I think that is interesting. And thinking about the philosophy of art as how what it elicits out of other people what the messaging is behind it. Divorce from like the technique of different mediums and stuff. I think that's perfectly fine. I'm not against that shit at all. I don't really think that's pretentious. I think people aren't thinking about that the right way. However, everything else about this movie I'm on board with. Cause like, yeah, this the bureaucratic money laundering, desperate, like criminal, of an unethical way that art is distributed and restricted and et cetera et cetera. Well yeah I mean very common in the art world is uh gross. <laughs> like these people should be murdered by yeah. art. I feel like just business in general, there's always some seedy element going on. You know what I mean? They're all. it's always something fucking weird. And I've worked for for big uh corporations and been fucking creeped out by some of the shit I've seen. So you know <clears throat> it's not necessarily the art world, it's just that uh business in general is fucked up. Well, yeah, I just um, I'm philosophically opposed to like uh, the commodification of art, the commodification of anything. Really, <laughs> like people should have access to food and water and housing and blah. Nothing like should have. Like the value of most things is um, it's not intrinsic. You know, everything's you're yeah. I it mean, set. it's all illusionary. It's just we all agree yeah. this is kind of what it's worth. Yeah, but to me, it's like I don't no. That's stupid, it's especially some art that you know someone makes for a specific purpose and then it goes through so many layers of bureaucracy that uh it becomes meaningless oh Damn. the rings the rings of power <laughs> yeah, exactly sandblasted into oblivion by jj J. abrams uh i wrote. J- i'm uh, to clarify jj J. abrams got the showrunners the job apparently or some shit yeah, we he's not involved in it but you know or- it's not a scam anyways, I don't know what the scam of, what's the streaming scam, I'm not sure how it works quite yet. I don't so think they, fi- I honestly don't think they, I don't think the business has figured out either, I think they're just throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. Yeah, but there is, they're definitely running a scam, I just don't think it's very lucrative. <laughs> yeah, they, they, it's like they, start, they, they, they have step one of the scam and like step five, but not the other steps. Yeah, it's uh the, you know it's a common meme now but it originated with the underpant gnomes in South Park. Yeah, that's true. I
1: that's guess that's like the exact it's... joke
0: I just made Yeah, that's like that's like every business or every tech innovation or every everything is just hey, you move fast and you yeah, break right. things, all right? And sometimes you can't put them back together and you cause irreparable damage to society. But you, well, you know, you move like... fast. Well, yeah, a lot. it seems like everything, um, all the innovation in business and technology is making things that already exist worse, but so that you can pay people less, right? <laughs> I just love the thing. Yeah, no shit. And like, uh, let's also give something a new name so that people are confused by it. Make sure there's no vowels in it. That's a great naming convention. We like need to buy a vowel. For indie bands in 2012. Who's in this joint? Well, first of all, it's directed by Dan Gilroy, famous, made famous by Reddit's favorite film, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is one of those hidden gems. Yeah, this is a better yeah. movie than uh, we should be watching for the podcast. What about Bella Bessa? Yeah. It's not great. It's just, yeah, you know, yeah. it's good. Well, it's definitely um, Netflix was not involved in the creative process in any way, right? <laughs> this is just a movie that Netflix was like, we'll release it. But it is middling, I guess. It's a great premise. Unfortunately, not very fun or interesting, and visually very drab, which is strange for the content of the film. (laughs) It's strange how it just looks like a fucking, I don't know, watch commercial. (laughs) Maybe that's a critique on the art world itself as well. Probably. It's just fucking boring dressing. Maybe. Uh, so he's uh, done Nightcrawler, and then he did... He Roman had J. sex with Israel. the X-Men? Roman J. Israel Esquire, which was that Denzel Washington movie that nobody watched, I believe. And then he's got another film in, uh, or it's been announced. It's not even in production. It's called Faster, Cheaper, Better. A union foreman, a young entrepreneur, and an indoor farm executive, and a tech billionaire's lives are upended when automation and AI transform the world as we know it. Oh, shit. It's fucking cyberpunk. 2040. Cyberpunk 2023. It's here. This is way more boring than I thought it would be in the 80s. Where's my flying? car? Bring uh, the cyberpunk anime up. A lot of it deals quite a bit with um, cyber psychosis. Right. There's an element in the tabletop game where if you get too many bionic implants and shit, you go crazy. Yeah, which is makes sense for like a game mechanic. Right. To prevent someone from being overpowered. But I, uh, as a concept Fucking hate it You're like, I'm gonna load me up on those implants Well, so Philosophically It's like uh, It's like uh, in opposition to people Being able to do what they want with their body You know what I mean? There's an element of it where it's like Oh, you can't Transhumanism's okay a little bit But if you take it too far Magically, it flips the switch and God gets mad You know what I mean? I guess. I, I guess. I. I don't know, just think about it logically. I feel like it. It just makes sense from a per, that perspective. You know what I mean. It's not. It's like if you eat too many ding dongs, you're gonna get fat and die. You know. That's just how it fucking works. You yeah, know. I saw a on Twitter, that said diet doesn't have anything to do with your weight. Okay that's not fucking yet. horse shit It's calories okay. in calories out I don't fucking give a there's, shit There's not anything you can do about it If you're fat you just gotta be fat you, you know I mean obviously it. like If you eat shitty nutrients it's bad for you But ca- your weight is fucking calories in calories out And so people's no, okay. metabolisms are different You know that's no, You're, you're fat phobic Fuck you You're, 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 you're science phobic eating... you son of a bitch You're being incredibly fat phobic right now My friend Oh yeah yeah I'm right. Fucking the history of fat people you're gonna get killed by hubbo man oh yeah so rich know, fat fucks. my point was just transhumanism's tight i wish um we lived in a better society so that like transhumanism could be real and it wouldn't just be completely like market dominated and exploited by the rich and stuff i would love to be able like double jump and shit cuz i got springs in my legs <laughs> that'd be dope yeah, no, I guess my thing, I just like I, there is a dang, I, part of the problem with that is the one of the major themes of uh, cyberpunk is the dangers of technology and the dangers of capitalism. So, um, you know, it isn't it's perfectly in keeping with those themes to be like, hey, don't put a lot of shit from a weird corporation in your body. You're going to go crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that aspect of it is, like, for sure. like um, Yeah, I mean, like, the transhuman. I feel like that the, the people are just conflating transhumanism with some of the, the themes of cyberpunk. But then people don't really understand cyberpunk to begin with, so what's the difference, well, right? I, was, I guess I was thinking of a more utopian transhumanism than yeah. cyberpunk like, dystopian transhumanism. Yeah, I mean, that's like, the problem is the like, Cyberpunk's not like, about I utopias. I want the Tiger Claws. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh oh shit yeah whatever cyberpunk. I don't want a fucking monkey tail I can wear like a belt Goku over there like in. the um cyberpunk anime like it's not about anything you know what I mean it's just anime shit or just like tropey shit in general like cyber the cyberpunk concept is such a great um like world for you to like make some sort of statement with like any art you make right we <laughs> were talking about a movie about art it doesn't have anything to say. But there is just like this podcast, uh, a lot of people getting like dismembered and some anime titties and stuff. So that's cool. Oh yeah, like you know what I mean. Like that was to me, that's the greatest like time period of anime is like the mid eighties <laughs> to like the mid nineties when they were just going fucking wild. <laughs> the they kids they blowing, getting their heads like, blown off. Yeah, before they realized, like, oh no, we can just make a lot of money through merchandise. So make everything cute, little girls. But back in the day, man. Shit used to be raw, raw as fuck. Not anymore, though. It's all just buy our figurines, buy our waifu, our waifu merchandise. We got a model kit for you to build. Um, uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, however, um, is about something very specifically, right? It's about, uh, I guess, the death of the artist, but I don't mean it in the, the crit- like literary critical sense, right? Uh, where it's like, oh, well, anything can be about anything. Shut up. No, it can't. <laughs> uh where there's a quote from him about specifically what it is, but basically what it is is just about the danger of um bureaucracy, capitalism, the pursuit of money, um being an outsized power in the production and dissemination of art. Just uh, basically making art irrelevant and uh Yeah, so that's real. <laughs> no and, um it's good. It's good that this movie is about you just muted. Like Unfortunately. Word. It's not very good. It's boring. No, it's a. I, you know, was thrilled throughout the entire thing. I definitely didn't stop and take several breaks. So uh, there was. I read something. Uh, the, the director Dan Gilroy, um, was inspired by uh, Robert Altman's movies because you know Robert Altman will take large ensemble casts mm-hmm. and like make interesting films. So why didn't um, he do that? Well, that's the thing is in this movie. um, It's a large ensemble cast, but none of the characters are interesting. You've got um, Jake Gyllenhaal, who's uh, annoying, right? He's an art critic who's annoying. Jake Gyllenhaal has kind of annoyed me in almost every one of his <laughs> movies for the last 10 years, basically since Nightcrawler. I think he's good in this movie. It's just his character's annoying. Yeah. And then Rene Russo's a former punk rocker who's uh, also annoying. <laughs> and Zawa Ashton is uh, trying to break into the art industry, and she's annoying. She's yeah Who are we supposed to root for? Now, you, know, um, you don't need please. someone to root for in a movie, though, but it's kind of one of those movies where you're like, well, I want someone not to no, die I don't care here. not rooting for anyone. I want them to be interesting. And uh, <laughs> Tony Collette's got a cute haircut. She's annoying. <laughs> John well, Malkovich He's all right. Yeah, it? John Mogowicz okay. It's John Malchavich, You know what I mean? He's barely in it. Davy Diggs is in it. He's annoying. <laughs> Yeah, my problem with this is I don't need anyone to root for These are all shitty people, and they can absolutely be shitty and annoying. Well, I guess that's mean I, I mean... To any of the characters, they're all the exact same kind of annoying, and um, they don't do anything interesting or be interesting. They none, just, uh, really, none of the characters besides Jake Hall really do anything outside of the, the very beginning where she steals the art. Everything after that just kind of happens. It's also so boring to look at. There's the end... The, The only time, the only kill that's interesting is Tony Collette when the sphere takes out. Yeah, the sphere is really good. And all the other ones fucking lame. Why are the. This is a perfect film for them to use, like, practical effects for the monkey arms coming out of the painting to kill that guy, but it's ugly, boring, shitty CGI. That was a boring kill, too. I mean, if you're going to do the sphere Mm -hmm. thing, like, have the monkey club him over the head or something, drag his lifeless corpse into the. Throw shit at him. <laughs> That's the movie I want to see. Monkey I throw guess, shit to uh, death. Natalia Dyer is um, there's a character you can root for. She just keeps getting passed around from uh, every yeah. art studio. To art studio. Yeah, she gets a cat at the end. I like her. She's got such a strong jaw. She's a Stranger Things jaw draw- jaw woman. I've talked about her before. Uh, she's too good for Stranger Things. I guess I don't know. I haven't watched Stranger Things in a while. <laughs> she's perfectly fine for it everyone's underutilized. Every character is like the same kind of annoying is the problem. Like they could all be annoying and shitty and pretentious, but like it's a critique know. on the art world. Everyone there is the same or something. Yeah. They're all the like same kind of annoying. They don't have too much to say about how annoying they are. You know, like the, it's supposed to be like really tongue in cheek and satirical, obviously, but it's like, it's a little, I don't know. It's, it's is it? it's too, they everyone plays it too earnest for that. It's kind of bland. I don't know if they're playing in earnest, but it is just kind of bland. I wish it was a little bit more wacky, a little bit more pulpy, uh, more violent for sure. I wish it was shot on film. Um, yeah, you wish that by every movie, though. Yeah. Maybe it was shot on film. It certainly doesn't look like it. Let's check it out. <clears throat> I don't even know if you can check to see what's shot on film. Yeah, how would you check? Is there a, a site for that? We used to like have information about stuff like that, but like now it's like you have to pay for extended information. I think color, color, technical specs, Dun. Panavision Millennium DXL, Panavision Super C Z Series Mark II, size standard speed lenses, Panavision Millennium DXL. Yeah, it's digital printed film format D Cinema. I'll show you D Cinemas digital intermediate 4K red code raw 8k yeah it's all digital i that love sucks. digital photography it's the best never looks flat or lifeless it's crazy you can like go back and watch like a shitty romantic comedy from like 1998 and it looks like ten thousand times better than most movies that come out now there's got to be a way to make digital look better and people just not haven't figured it out yet but i i you know i'm not I, a, I'm, I'm not a, on the hill again it has to do with software the, guy <laughs> lighting choices they're making because they're just like oh well, we don't need to worry about lighting anymore uh, so i guess it's true really was nope filmed That's digitally what did uh, did uh, P- jordan peterson did you film nope digitally Jordan Peterson. What did I say? I said Jordan. Oh my shit! I said Jordan Peterson. Jordan yeah, Jordan Peele. Oh my god. What a yeah, dick. He, I'm gonna guess he used film. oh I was gonna say it looked nice, but then did film. They, uh, they, you know, some of the night scenes are like some of the best night scenes ever. Oh yeah, so that's what I was talking about though, how they lit the house. Well, they did it. Fucking, they shot day for night for a lot of it, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Oh, user reviews for Nope. Seriously, disappointing. Two out of ten. That guy's a fucking loser. I don't think Nope is as great as like, um, I don't know. Actually, do I like? Do I think Nope is his best movie? I, hmm. I think it's his best looking movie. Uh, absolutely, visually. Yeah. Let us check it out. <clears throat> Camera, Panavision is visions here. 60, oh, there's like I they used film some of it in IMAX shit. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it has a uh, that lists the laboratory that was used, the negative format, all sorts of shit. Yeah, well, so damn, done on film. There and goes <laughs> shit, obviously. Yeah, there goes mine. I use Panavision Super Seventy. I'm trying to think of another movie I've seen recently like that looked okay. Um, Thor I really Doom haven't Thunder. watched a lot of movies. Yeah, that was a great one. Godfather. I watched Biozombie, It was not done on film. It I looked better sure. than on <laughs> It had that, like, very uh, vibrant, like, tomato paste blood in it, like Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And it looked way better than Velvet (laughs) Bliss. It wasn't bio-zombie made in the 90s, so it had to be film back then. 1998, yeah. Hell yeah, baby, I wish I could go back. I was born in the wrong generation. Take take me back. Well, I guess I wasn't born in the wrong generation. I just needed to die by, like, 2006 i feel like you could have been more born a few years earlier than i and slipped out by 2006 man, or okay yeah I just, just me earlier okay I should have just died before no yeah, fair enough a lot of people have been another take a life insurance transpolyn first for for another grim portent for the future for as far as like my particular um interests go is uh a lot of people have noted, and I kind of noticed as well, with the, the return of late 90s Y2K fashion, and uh, I guess like K-pop and Korean media in general re-entering to the mainstream, um, big booties are being phased out. Oh no, you are bring back the 90s flat ass? Going back to being skinny, it looks like. It's, nah, uh, I'm not a fan. Farewell, big booties. We hardly knew you. <laughs> <laughs> you had a good 20-ish year, right? <laughs> it was quite I mean you gotta think obviously these things are cyclical, but like um like thick ladies that hasn't been popular since why, like the Victorian era <laughs> as far as the Western world goes. Yeah. So it was a, it was a long stretch without like big booties being popular. And we might be in for another one. All uh, right, especially because with climate change everyone's gonna have to get real thin. Well, I saw people were like um you know, like there was shit from the British government that was like or British media rather than like, oh, people are going to have to get used to eating less. It's like, oh, oh, mm-hmm. I know we're the climate change book is, well, whereas in the glorious utopia, China, <laughs> they're, <laughs> having to, they're having to prosecute people for wasting food, I'm not prosecute, but I think you get fined for it. I mean, they just—they have just too much food in China. Yeah, it's never been a problem in the United States. People don't definitely don't throw away food while other people go starving. No, that's capitalism. That would never happen in China. <laughs> what you're talking about is capitalism. <laughs> China is not capital. Capital? There's no place for capitalism in China. That's right. I don't know why they have so many big businesses, but it's socialism somehow. Think about it. No, I refuse. <laughs> That's what the what the Sino-Soviet split was about. It was uh, all the big business. Russia wanted pizza. Hut, China wanted KFC. Uh, <laughs> this is before they had a combination like pizza Hut, KFC. Yeah, pizza Hut, KFC, Long on silver. Couldn't settle. They couldn't settle their differences. Yeah, I want a chicken uh, sandwich, uh, pepperoni pizza, and uh, some fish sticks. Thank yeah. you. Yep, that's and that's why now we, we have Russia as it is and. Glorious China. I don't think they have KFCs in China though. To be honest, they got McDonald's yeah. though. Yeah, well, yeah, they have tons of Western shit there. I just don't KFC though. I know how KFC is hella popular in Japan. Japan yeah, they eat it on Christmas. Well, not everyone, but because there's you know Catholics and shit in Japan, but a lot of Japanese people. I'm gonna find know. out KFC China. KFC China, baby. KFC in China. Yeah, they they do have KFC. Yeah. KFC's Radical Approach to China, Harvard Business Review. Oh, shit. Velvet under- <laughs> Velvet <Right. bell> saw. <laughs> I really want chicken now. Uh, last week, I purposely was doing a bit where we never got to talk about Red Nose because it sucks so bad. We c- can't do that bit again. We got to actually talk about Velvet. It's Buzz not saw, a bit uh, this time. It's an accident. Yeah, remember Velvet Goldmine with Ewan McGregor and... um. Jonathan Reese Davies. Uh, that's kind of like about uh, David Bowie, but not really. It was, oh yeah, I do. It was like You're a tongue in cheek David Bowie. Yeah, it's David Bowie. Yeah, and he, he popped kind of. You and McGregor. They forgot to have uh, a Klaus Nomi stand in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> too, too many of you no, creeped out. There's no Reed in it either. That is actually another major shortcoming of the Venture Brothers when you think about it, is they didn't have a Lou Reed to go along with their David Bowie and Iggy Pop. and Claude I just assumed that Lou Reed had, had already had a split from Bowie, by uh Uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. Well, I just brought it up because I haven't watched Velvet um, Goldmine in a long time, and I think that's a better film than this, than Velvet Buzzsaw. Velvet Buzzsaw is like, it's the same thing, I guess, as um, Nobody Sleeps in the Woods, for me. Mm-hmm is um conceptually uh and the the cast is good, and you know the idea everything about it and since it's like murdery, and there's you know think there's gonna be blood and stuff in it, I just thought it was gonna be pretty good be right up my alley and it it is vaguely it's just not very interesting to me. Why is it so boring? um, I think there's just a lot of poor choices. <laughs> I guess I'm not shocked because um, despite uh, Reddit's love for Nightcrawler, I didn't actually find Nightcrawler that interesting either. There's like a lot of people watched it and were like, holy shit, he's like a psychopath. And it's like, yeah, you know, whatever. It's it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. Uh, I watched this movie. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's good. I mean, the message of it is great. Yeah, don't a, don't go against the artist or you're going to get murdered by the artist's murder. ghosts. What
1: That's the message.
0: Was, um, well, is it like, uh, now that I think about it, is the dude, the, the artist, dude, did he like accidentally curse his paintings? Because remember, he wanted to destroy them. He wanted them all destroyed because he was like, oh, no, my paintings are too spooky. What's the deal with that? You think you'd think. He'd be like, yeah, fucking go paintings, kill everybody. (laughs) Yeah, get those, get my paintings, go there, kill everybody, use my blood magic. Uh, shit, I don't know. It's one of those things where I don't know if the movie really even knows the answer to that. I guess it's not important. It is, actually. I mean, honestly, I feel like it's one of the things that, if you're writing this, you you don't necessarily have to say it in the movie, but you should know the answer. And you should, I feel like you should be able to figure it out by watching the movie, right? Like, what was the artist's intention? Did he intend to curse the paintings and then had some regret at the end of his life? Or, or was it he realized at the end of his life that he cursed the paintings and he's like, well, I don't want to fucking... Well, also... Because he did, I mean, like... he, he clearly murdered his father. He murdered uh, his his boss for which being a funny. dick, which is, you know... Both, yeah, both those murders seemed reasonable based on what um, was in the film. I was like, okay. But then the question you have to ask yourself is, is he the one that killed his mom and sister too, right? Or was that the dad? Because the fire was mysterious. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's also. It wasn't just his paintings that killed people, right? It was as if his paintings unleashed a curse onto the entire world of art, right? Because they were getting killed by the sphere, random mm-hmm. monkey painting, graffiti, uh, Hobo Man. Yeah. I, Hobo Man. I wish the movie was about Hobo Man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then um, Renee Russo gets killed by her own tattoo. Which, uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, the name of her punk band. Isn't that that's about Ian pussy? Yeah. Well, oh, Velvet yeah, so. gotta be. <laughs> when Dan Gilroy was asked by Vanity Fair what he wants audiences to take away from the film, he said, I hope people look at art in a slightly different way. Anytime you listen to a piece of music or look at a sculpture or painting, <laughs> or <laughs> film, realize it might kill you. You realize the artists behind the artists behind that have invested what I believe to be their creative soul into the work. To me, that's a bit of a sacred thing, and I think we've lost that a little bit. I would love it if we could return to that, and that's why I'll be working with Netflix to release my mm-hmm. film. <laughs> Actually, yeah. no, hey, what are you gonna do in this environment? Yeah. Like Martin Scorsese had to get financing from Netflix to make a movie. Martin Scorsese, how uh, still Marty? <laughs> cuz Spielberg's always been more marketable than Scorsese. Yeah, absolutely. Even is uh um, even Spielberg's art m- movies are uh, or earning more money than Scorsese. Uh the term velvet buzzsaw has an explicitly sexual origin related to camellanus that's what the IMDb says. Camellanus? You know based on that quote from from the director here I think uh the uh, people behind rings of Power should obviously watch out. Yeah, you better be careful of watching movies on Netflix, they might kill you. <laughs> that would be a great Everything way is a commodity, you know? That'd be a great way to start a, like a new ring movie, right? Is it just randomly appears on Netflix and everyone accidentally watches it. Fucking okay, Sadako would be busy as hell though. <laughs> They'd be like, "Oh no, this is strange." I thought you were right? actually pitching like a real ring movie for a second and you're like, "No, no, what if the ring was real and someone just yeah. uploaded that to Netflix for people to stream?" Everyone would die. Exactly. Well, yeah, and they'd be like, at first, like the first couple days, Netflix would be like, wow, this strange footage that appeared on our platform has been watched over 500 million hours. And then Sadako's got to get hella busy killing everyone. Yeah, in seven days, she's like, fuck me. She's like, oh, no, my my card's hey, What is she, What me. happens in that situation? Does she, multiple, does she multiply into multiple Sadako's? Because obviously some people have watched it at the same time. Yeah, she'll have to. She'll just... Yeah. And who knows the limits of Sadako's powers? I've always wondered, too, like, what if you, after seven days you just don't go anywhere near a TV or you go live in the woods? She'll find you. I doubt it. She doesn't seem uh, like she's very woodsy to me. That well that she was tossed in was in the woods until they built the cabin on top of it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like she was out there living. Sadako doing woodcraft. And Sadako versus uh, Kaiko. The uh, the ghosts from the the Grudge, mm. they get defeated by like a um an eccentric shaman, but a shaman nonetheless. So it's like maybe they aren't that powerful, you know? <laughs> yeah, if, if, if some shaman on the streets can can take him down. Well, it, they make it. It's implied like he's the greatest shaman of all time, and he like dies in the process of doing it, but he defeats him. So you know, she can't be that powerful. Uh, you know who directed Sadako versus Kayako though? Who's it you? It was Koji Shiri Ishii. <gasps> big fan, big fan. <clears throat> Dan Gilroy, who calls himself a contemporary aficionado who doesn't collect, went down a rabbit hole of research about the contemporary art world, working with multiple advisors during the course of process of writing and filming. He had to hang out with a bunch of annoying assholes, is what it sounds like. <laughs> All the characters are based on the people I met. What the fuck? <laughs> Director Dan Gilroy credits The Ring as one of the inspirations for making this film. Holy shit. Well, you call it's it, man? You're a fucking genius. Synchronicity, oh my god! Synchronicity, that fucking man. Who knows what could happen now? All this synchronicity, man. Fucking a ghost might come visit. Probably not, though. I Wish ghosts were real. Damn, rest yeah, in peace, ghosts. You would ghosts. Fucking... Ghosts are so real, man. You don't believe in ghosts? Oh man, the, You will I'm go out mean. to the woods and like film a, a thing, and there's there'll be ghosts. Ghosts don't live in the woods unless yeah. it's the ghost of a lumberjack or a woodsman. Yeah, it looks like a cabin. You use some bagging or shit. You know, your door opens by itself. Gotta go. Oh shit! You got yourself a solitaire. Um, <clears throat> well, ghosts are real on Halloween, though. That's the only time ghosts can come out. Is Halloween? This is Halloween. Uh, it's fall now. Are you enjoying the lovely fall weather? Oh yeah, you know, it's a fucking hundred and five degrees outside. Yeah, no, I think I think it's only 103. That's how fall weather you can enjoy in. There, <laughs> so. Uh you know, it should be under hundred degrees sometime in mm. October, I think. <laughs> Maybe end October. This is uh Tony Collette's fifth horror film. She's got the Sixth Sense, Friday Night, Krampus, and Hereditary, respectively. This came out after Hereditary. Hmm. Krampus mm. is a pretty good movie. <laughs> Since Hereditary. <laughs> watch those instead. Sixth Sense is pretty good, too. Remember the <laughs> 1999 film Sixth Sense? Oh, yeah. What a twist. It is His wife divorced him all along. He was dead the entire time. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. This is Dan Gilroy's first fully digitally shot film. After experimenting with it on his previous films, which were shot mainly on 35mm film celluloid. Oh, because Netflix has a shooting in 4K or digital policy. Awesome. <laughs> Fucking Netflix, holy shit. They should just shot in 4K. They did shoot in 4K. Yeah, but you can do that with film. Yeah, but it's, they, they did it digitally. <laughs> it actually caused problems according to cinematographer Robert Elswit, as he had to use different lenses than intended and twice the amount of lighting due to the amount of details being picked up by the camera they used. There you go. Holy shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sounds like digital is not the way to go. Well, it's significantly cheaper, so there you go. I don't know, again, I think some at some point someone will start to figure this shit out a little bit, but it hasn't happened yet. I hope so. I mean, James Cameron's doing something. Uh, yeah. But like, are you gonna like what he does? He's fucking making... Uh, okay, I know it's a little mean, but it's basically just a cartoon. Oh, yeah. I don't particularly like Avatar. I don't care about the sequels. Or I mean, if you get on the fucking MCU shit for never showing any actual actors on screen, mm-hmm. then you know, I mean you that's, that's a lot of what Avatar is. Yeah, as agree. much as they shoot an actual um, background, you know what I mean. Like the the none of the, the action on scene is actually practical. I mean nothing in Well, seventy five percent of Avatar is just animated, right? Yeah, you know, that's right. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful right. movie, but I don't, I don't. I don't. It's not. It's not saving mm-hmm. digital movies as far as I'm concerned. No. Well, it's just like. James Cameron's focus isn't on um finding a better way to depict reality through digital film. It's just to make digital film and special effects look more realistic. And it's like you know what I mean, it's like not not that's not an interest of mine. <laughs> I want I want real people and real shit to get filmed and look good on digital. I don't want fake shit to look more real on digital, you know, you know what I mean, you know what I'm saying. Nope, never. I don't like cartoons. I don't care who knows. Transformers, G.I. Joe, My Little Pony, Uh, Go I don't don't care about seeing a photorealistic Optimus Prime. Yeah, I do. Oh, man. I'm rock hard for a photorealistic Optimus Prime. Just animate that shit. Just animate it. Make it a cartoon. Have Studio Trigger do it. Like Cyberpunk, Blood and Titties. I want Transformers to have Blood and Titties. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) <laughs> nothing uh, would scare me more than Transformer titties uh, Gretchen and Josephina's deaths mirror iconic scenes from Dario Argento's movies Tenebra and the Stendhal syndrome I wonder if I've seen those uh, I haven't seen I've never watched the Stendhal syndrome because it's supposed not very good Tenebra uh, uh, Gretchen oh yeah I guess it's kind of similar Gretchen is Tony Collette's character right she killed yeah, by a sphere. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. she gets killed by a sphere. And tinebra, well, someone gets their arm taken off. Tinebra, it by putting it in like a sphere, not a sphere. I guess it's kind Is of it a cube. Was it know. a cube? No, it's just like an opening, a glory hole, like a you know, yeah, like a like a, a space, you know, <laughs> like um, oh, searching for stuff. Oh no, my, arm. my arms come off. we has got arm no, off. Got arm no, off. Uh, Velvet Buzz, I give it a four out of ten. It's not god awful, but it's pretty boring. Yeah, I, mean, I think I do. I read a little bit higher than that, a five out of ten. I think it's pretty middle-wing. Um I guess five is good because yeah, everyone like the performances are fine. You know. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, like it's it's boring, again, it's just kind of boring. okay. The performances are good. You know, it's just, it's there's some kind of the Desso are pretty good. One of this them is, is yeah. I guess the velvet buzzsaw at the end is okay yeah. like, hey, that her tattoo just starts spinning i don't understand how all art got cursed though but it makes sense these people are so ruthlessly money hungry that the art rebelled against them i wish it would happen in real life <laughs> we got jj abrams mm-hmm. fucking star trek's coming for you star trek lord of the rings I don't style. know how much it's, you can blame him for Lord of the Rings like yeah I guess he helped get those guys the job but like he didn't actually write that shit it, he's just yeah, responsible for the movement in television and movies that creates some of this bullshit that we see like it's not quite a mystery box what they're doing or the weird ass puzzle boxes that J.J. Abrams does because he doesn't actually know what's inside the box when he writes it and I believe that the writers of the Rings of Power actually have a, a, a plan here I just don't yeah, think it's a very good so, plan <laughs> so eventually we'll reveal Sauron Wow. no anyway, it's gonna be at the end of the season it's so fun to you know spoilers i'm pretty sure it's going to be hallbred all right so then what's going to be the what plot point are they going to work on revealing in the second season because that's the rings the to power to the rings craft the whole entire second season is going to be about the rings being crafted so the end will be uh, the rings
1: well, he'll craft the one ring at the end
0: in, and they have to have an ongoing plot thread or a mystery or something yeah I don't know what the mystery will be this time I, have you, you haven't watched any of it yet yeah, right well, Man, I don't need to Why I do, got some spoilers for, for you <laughs> that, that, that you're gonna love um, so um, uh, you know king of uh, the elves Gilgalad, he went to Elrond he's like hey guess what the elves are dying and the only thing that can save us is Mithril we need to bathe ourselves in Mithril that's how we're gonna save ourselves is he like crazy? I know, maybe, but we don't know yet. Oh, also, a Mithril is uh, created by the Silmarils, or one of the Silmarils. I thought the Dwarves make it. No, they find it in a mountain. We don't really know where oh. it comes from. Yeah, but they're like they have like a um, monopoly on it or something. Yeah, it? they got a dwarven monopoly. Well, until they lose Casla Doom, and then it's like, hey, guess what? Who has a monopoly on it? Sauron. Well, yeah, but it's any. I guess Sauron does do mining and stuff, huh? Well, the orcs do it for him, and the, I guess goblins yeah. too. And men, he's got a whole pack of men helping him out. Evil men, scratching a living off rocks and fungus, mushrooms, slime, delicious slime. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too hard. I just like some of the writing is really bad. Like even if you ignore like the the versions from Tolkien's lore, which I, I just bothers me as a. I guess it's, I didn't realize how much of a fan I was of Tolkien's lore until I'm like, "Well, this is fucking Mithril shit. It's real stupid." <laughs> I'm not a fan. I actually blame Tolkien for the state of media today. <laughs> if those nerds in the '60s, we wouldn't be dominated by nerds. It's <laughs> <laughs> not his fault, heaven. Anyways, yeah, it's just, but like, you know, like, so there's a town that flees from orcs, right? And they get mm-hmm. to the the tower. They're gonna hold up and you know lay in the siege. And they get there and they're like, "Oh shit, we forgot all our food back in town." That's just shitty writing, right? Yeah, that's like in um, Game of Thrones, like the in North. Of, in the, uh, yeah, you just uh, forgot about the Iron Fleet. Now, what's the fucking where the Starks live? The North. Winter Winter fell. Fell. Winterfell. Yeah, and it's like uh, the, our uh, the peasant class picks up bundles of sticks and moves them to another location, and they call this their economy. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you go to Winterfell, someone moves sticks. Uh, anyways, I'm done Ranting about Rings of Power Because everyone knows the real problem Is all the people of color in it Five stars for Velvet Buzzsaw uh, I saw it once and the only thing I remember Is that it was quite disturbing It wasn't very disturbing at all Oh yeah My taste and like my level of Being disturbed by something is probably Pretty significant but to me, it's like, um, I don't even think the intention was for it to be that disturbing. It was supposed to be like kind of like funny, I think, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I my um, tolerance for disturbance is probably lower than yours. Maybe mm-hmm. higher than the average person. I was not disturbed at all by this movie. Was I supposed mm-hmm. to be? I thought it was like kind of... When? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and maybe the part with Hobo Man. He wanted to kind of make it seem like he's raping Chilk Chilin Hall. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, Whatever. The <laughs> Hobo Man rules. I love Hobo Man. <laughs> um, Rotten Tomatoes has a 61% for critic reviews and, and uh, 36% for the audience, so... Uh, divergence. That kind of lines up, because, like, the critics review, like, makes sense, right? It is kind of just middling, right? And then the audience review makes sense to me as well, because, um... As mentioned before, most people are fucking lame. So... They probably watch this movie and they're like, this is gay. This is a gay movie. <laughs> they're like talking and Jake Gyllenhaal's gay in it. And they like care about art. It's gay. Like even this movie is not pretentious at all. It doesn't take like very much like brain power to understand it or follow it or anything. But even this movie, I'm sure is like too highbrow for the majority of the movie watching audience at this point in our culture. Uh, I got a I got a review for you then. One and a half stars. What do you call a, a movie that's considered very clever and cutting edge by those making it, but pretentious, overwrought, and nonsensical by those who view it? Boom, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things <laughs> you can <laughs> call yeah, it. I mean. But Bella Vossah nearly fits into this category. Or, sorry, neatly. I misread. I was a big fan of uh, one of writer-director Dan Gilroy's former works, Nightcrawler, which was very oh. clever, straightforward, oh, and featured ch- a chilling Jake Chilinall in the he lead eats. role. It's clever and straightforward. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Mm. Here, the same actor plays an art critic who, in movies, are always portrayed as smug, self-important, and know-it-alls upon whom you would happily wish a slow, agonizing death. I mean, they they, they kind of humanize Jake Gyllenhaal a little bit at the end, but not, not too much. Fortunately, being such a talented actor, Jake Gyllenhaal brings some believability to the character. I don't know. Okay, especially when he starts fearing for his own life towards the end. Much of the dialogue is art gallery jargon. I don't think it was that hard to follow. And since it's a topic I know nothing about, I quickly lost track. Oh, my God. I don't know what Baroque means. It's it more interesting in the third act. I think the third act is the worst act. When the sinister nature of the paintings everyone has been gushing over begins to emerge. And we get a few admittedly very clever deaths. Well, yeah, fair enough for the sphere. Especially one involving a disappointing tattoo. Uh... It's mm-hmm. an okay dance. Okay. The sphere is obviously the standout. I don't know why. I don't understand why everyone's not just constantly talking about the sphere. <laughs> why is this movie called Sphere? Mm-hmm. But a few high points were not enough to save a film I found to be overlong, meandering, and pointless. The answer It ends. is a little bit too long. It takes way yeah. really too long to get to the uh, like. It point is meandering. The
1: I don't but know. It has a point. Exactly. I just don't
0: know if it's a very good point. He goes out of his way to introduce our ensemble, but then the problem is. No one is interesting, so like the first hour is kind of like, oh, okay, let's get to the point already. Let's get to the painting murder. I want to see paintings murder people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that uh, I'm not like a huge fan of this movie. I'm not gonna like, go, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna go right to bad for it, it but it's right better than that. <laughs> but I'm definitely um, gonna make fun of the our culture at large and say that there a lot of people are like too fucking boring and uh simple basic if you will to vanilla that even this movie is i don't fucking how dare you besmirch such a complex flavor as (laughs) vanilla i am not the one who created like the paradigm about what vanilla is and (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying as a as a uh, a man (laughs) who occasionally loves to bake um how how dare you sir i mean vanilla yeah is a complex and wonderful (laughs) flavor but yeah um, colloquial nature the way it's uh, how it's used now is like yeah you know, you know i mean you're fucking you're normie, you're normie <laughs> fucking milk Ooh, mulock grade a Mulak. you didn't think i'd be able to find it this time of year um yeah so it's uh, not a great movie but um it is too challenging for uh, the mainstream audience for sure absolutely i can see that not like the clever and straightforward nightcrawler <laughs> uh, it is straightforward it is like hey here's this psychopath and let's watch him do psychopath shit and what i think what blew a lot of people's minds about it is kind of an extension of oh if it's in uh, if the author puts it in there they endorse it because it's like i think it was a lot of people's like first time watching a movie where um the main character is not a hero right you don't have to be heroic to be the protagonist so i'm sure it blew a lot of 15 year olds minds right where it's like I'm watching a movie where it's about a bad person. And oh my god, this, there's never been a film like this before. <laughs> Whatever, people are lame and dumb. They just don't know cool shit like I do. It sucks. I don't know. <laughs> that explains you know. the Joker, huh? Movie about a bad yeah. person, huh? I well, do you think they're gonna Warner Brothers is gonna let um them release the People's Joker? Have you heard about the People's Joker? I don't. Should I have? Yeah. Well, I guess maybe not. It's a movie thing. So, uh, <laughs> it uh, played once at uh, the at TIFF Toronto International Film Festival. Uh, it's um, someone made their own uh, Joker movie. Oh no, no, I haven't heard about this. Yeah, yeah very true. Um, um, no. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, technically, it's parody, so it should be fine, right? Nah, it's yeah, no, 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 I mean, just society. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I I shouldn't say. You... <laughs> For sure, no, but 95% no. I don't know. I fucking want to see it. I want to see it so bad. This is great publicity for him. I, the, I would just put it up on the torrents. What the fuck are they going to yeah. do? Well, like, what's cool about it is um, people should be able to be doing this shit all the time. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, if, uh, if fucking IP laws had uh, worked the way they were supposed to work originally, then, yeah, the joke would be public domain a long time oh, yeah. ago. Well, I don't i i I don't care about copyright laws in general I, I kind of I mean I do like if the artists have created and' so alive then they should be the ones that fucking make the profit off of it and then when they die you can <laughs> well I, for me I guess there have to be stipulations like yeah I don't want um artists to go hungry if they created something that's popular But they should be able to get you know some level of success from it however like as soon as it becomes like even if the artist is still alive, and they're like, yeah, go ahead, Warner Brothers, you can make a movie about this thing or whatever. As soon as, like, companies involved or a corporation is involved in making that shit, it's everybody's now. Well, that's everybody. The- that's any movie, then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to make fucking Jurassic Park, uh, my own Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> you can. You just uh, can't call it Jurassic Park. The fucking idea is not copyrighted. You can make your own Jurassic Park. Yeah, but mine's going to be called uh, Jurassic Park. Six. <laughs> And I'm gonna uh, have I don't know why that. you'd fucking want to make a Jurassic Park 6, because uh, the, 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 there's been one good Jurassic Park movie. Laura Dern's gonna be in mine. She was, she's was she been in two. Or actually three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> And she's gonna be in mine. I don't think so. I don't think she's into it. You're not gonna be able to pay her into Laura Dern enough to show up in your shitty uh, snuff Jurassic Park movie. If someone's willing to give me the budget for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem, though. They, they don't own the, the, the movie, so they can't profit mm-hmm. off of it. You see, we're Flat. running into problems here. This is capitalism, capitalism 101. Oh well, I'll just make my own movie about dinosaurs that kill hot babes. <laughs> it's called Carnosaurus. Carnosaurus. Uh, fuck it, man. Content sewer next week. Uh, you watching Blonde? blonde yeah, I've heard finally some. i heard some good things about this movie. Things I like. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's probably offensive, I guess, or in bad taste. I don't know. <laughs> it's like uh, Crispin Glover made a biopic again. Mm, it's based off a book, so a lot of the complaints are yeah, it's from the book, from you the know? book in and know. In, yeah, mm. Well that's the thing. A book is a book, right? And then when you when mm. you when you turn it into a movie or a TV show, you know, you open it up to something different. Well, yeah, you open it up to a larger audience, I guess, because more people watch movies than read books. If you really wanted to cause some trouble, you turn it into a video game. <laughs> yeah, that's all the video games that are out there really want to play that one. Well, just because I think that the, the Marilyn like Monroe video game. Video games are like the most that's the most popular form of entertainment, right? Oh, and so you're saying I should stop trying to write books and short stories mm-hmm. and start trying to write video like, games. write a video game, yeah. And then also the I work for Konami. Like, or not Konami, yeah, uh Kohima. Yeah. And the, the, the another problem, like if you were gonna make um, blonde into video game is um uh, also people that play video games are like the dumbest people on earth at large, right? Like if you did like a a study, like the the median like intelligence and maturity level of like gamers would be pretty low, I think. Oh no, they're I think they're pretty smart, intelligent people, and they're going to be paying my mortgage pretty soon. Oh yeah, you're right, they're the best. <laughs> I love them. Uh, go donate to the Patreon, subscribe to us on Twitch, you fucking nerds. He <laughs> got them <clears throat> um, yeah, we are gonna watch Blonde next week. Um, I'm kind of excited about it. I like Andrew Dominic. Well, I said it before; he directed Assassination of Jesse James, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. I have a feeling it's probably not gonna live up to expectations, and you know it's probably in bad taste. But um, well, I only yeah. a couple things. How how much bad taste can it really? You know what I mean? She's she's been dead a long time. Who who's mm-hmm. upset? Who are you really offending at this point? People who have like Marilyn Monroe. Clothes, yeah, it's just Marilyn Monroe um, fans. Who gives a shit? That's not a protected class. Well, the thing about it too is, um, the book, uh, the purpose of the book. It's not like Tolkien fans. They should; those are the ones that should really be <laughs> afraid of offending. the The movie itself, as well, is it's being positioned by a lot of people, is that it's actually like um a feminist work, right? But oh, um, yeah. yeah people are misinterpreting it as just being mean to women. And like, Well, I mean, again, it's like, like if they portray it portrayed on film, they're endorsing it, so. Yeah, like, so there's that aspect of it. But it depends on how they do it, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So before... Yeah, so I think if it wasn't uh, an actual historical figure that they were <laughs> misappropriating or whatever, maybe it wouldn't be as big a deal. But then also, probably no one would watch it anyways. So <laughs> yeah, it's uh... a... Yeah, I guess. Uh, I was actually thinking about Rings of Power again So if yeah, if it was a, not a Lord of the Rings movie Or show I might enjoy it a little bit more Although some of the writing would still be fucking stupid
1: yeah, You know no what I mean? But
0: no one watching watch it It would have never been made would, Because everything is just uh, well, Unless they made it as a book or a yeah, comic definitely. book First it got really popular and then maybe mm-hmm. Yeah like 20 but, years down the road and You have to sell it And you would not have no control over it yeah, you gotta sell the J.J. Abrams. They'll have some meetings about it. Yeah, well, he takes a lot of them. Uh, I guess that'll do it, huh? Velvet Buzz, uh, five out of ten. I'll go with five. Yeah, the performances are good. The Sphere's in it. I like the Sphere. <laughs> I like Ball the Hill Sphere. I think a movie I like about the Sphere. The sphere versus the Hobo Man. That's the movie I'm watching. Uh, Blonde next week, I'm sure. Is the Sphere in it? Pretty good. I'm sure you're gonna have, uh, is that how Marilyn Monroe dies? Uh, she, she puts her head in the sphere? No, apparently there's like POV shot from a vagina. Yeah, I heard know. that. That's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I've seen that know, before she's, she's uh, seen in she's that space vampire movie. Life Force? Yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, as mentioned, like my level of being disturbed by something or blah, blah, blah is probably pretty high. So nothing I've heard about it makes it turns me off from it. It's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to watch that. So we'll see. we'll see how weird it anyway, gets. Hopefully, this is the episode that blows us up um, because everyone will be pissed at me for liking the movie. I'm going to assume. <laughs> but I guess we'll find out next week on the content sewer. Uh, go to VHSKVLT.com. Uh, you can listen to the other podcasts and such. Donate to the Patreon. I need about 5 million so I can make my Jurassic Park titty movie. You imagine sexy dinosaurs? You thought about that? Well, I haven't, but I I've seen the erotic fiction on the internet that that some people definitely have. Yeah, sexy dinosaurs. Taken that by the T-Rex. The Ravaged the by the raptors. Uh donate to the Patreon so you can get that going. Um tell your friends and family, post it on Discord, post it in people's Twitch chats. I know that, like all the email. Pe- all the, like, um Text chains. All, the people, all the big time streamers are all getting cancelled because all streamers are scum so we will replace them we'll be your new best friends we'll encourage you to um, hate women and minorities I guess I think that's what gamers are into uh, yeah just fucking xqc dunzo Ms. Kiff dunzo these are all people I learned about this week by the way <laughs> I don't know like, <laughs> the fucking names <laughs> dunzo it's, fucking, it's time for content sewer it's time for tigers kyle Nah. On I'm, so sure. I'm gonna cover up sexual assaults no one can stop me i'll be the new king of twitch is that what they do on twitch they cover up the sexual assaults i think that's what like the the drama this week was about well it started off like
1: i seems like, like every other moves.
0: week there's some bullshit with some twitch streamer well no, it's fucking or good. contact like, creator I got interested in it this week because the the ser- the way the cascading series of events took place just like encapsulates how like corny and strange the like, streaming world is to me. Because mm-hmm. it started off with some streamers were trying to get gambling banned from the platform because it probably is bad for kids to constantly be um pressured into gambling by streamers and shit. Right? It Seems like a legitimate problem. Um, oh, let's, and- what, when they say gambling, what do they mean? What's going on? Especially like, hey, if you do. Yeah, they, you know, you can get promo codes and give out Got giveaways it. and stuff for online illegal gambling shit and stuff. It's not enforced at all, right? So it's pretty legitimate. But a lot of, like, big streamers who make quite a bit of money off of, you know, deals with those gambling sites um, pretty upset about it. And so what they did is just, you know, started, like, dropping uh nukes basically about, uh you know, past behavior from other uh, streamers that were against gambling and shit and then it all just spiraled out into like people leaking recorded discord phone calls and all sorts of crazy Holy shit, shit. <laughs> these people were but like none of it is being done for um like no one uh, cares about uh, yeah helping. it's just like making sure that they're the ones standing on the pile at the, at the ashes at the end they're just trying to like they're using any ammunition they have to like defeat their opponent and it's just like uh Oh fuck it, scum. I'm just straight up scum. Oh I you know in in their defense. That's uh that's the method of fighting I learned from one Kyle McDonald. Any yeah, nothing down. I used to go pretty scorched earth on the internet and stuff, so but I'm a grown ass adult now. If you follow me on Twitch, I'll be the most upstanding man who's ever twitched. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not true. There's got to be like someone more of you know There's probably someone out there, some dude that's like a, uh, like a chess player, streaming his chess games more of than The chess player who was using anal beads to cheat? <laughs> Fuck you, Elon Musk. Can you See, if we lived in so, China... And it's so fucking stupid, because like, the whole thing was like, he's using something in his shoes, and then Elon Musk's like, no, got to be his butt. Yeah, see, if we lived in China, Elon Musk would be dead by now. Yeah, that's one thing China's got going for it. Mm-hmm. If he, he can't visit China because they'll kill him, they'll fuck him up. Is that true? I don't think that's true. I think he's probably allowed to visit yeah, China. Say hey, we only got room here for one Elon Musk, and it's our Chinese Elon Musk, Elon Ma, he's not famous <laughs> on TikTok. Then, I think he got in trouble from TikTok. I don't remember. Yeah, West, that happens but- sometimes when you're too famous in China. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. It all sucks. Everything sucks. There's no great place to live. Except for Thailand. Ireland? To <laughs> nah, oh, we're I going plan, back man. home to the western shores. Yeah, what, uh, whatever. Uh, Hong Kong's made Thailand seem pretty cool to me. <laughs> it's had the exact opposite effect. Like, mm. No, Kyle, these are, these are warnings. These are cautionary tales. Like, no, no, no. called me a, sp- a spooky Thai witch. Yeah, but the, you see, the problem in the Hong Kong movies is, oh, if they want me to think Thailand is shitty, it doesn't work, because what it, it's always tourists from Hong Kong go to Thailand, and they do some, like, shitty shit, and they gotta oh. face consequences. Well, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's if it's like, a consequence-style thing, I don't you know, I know how to behave. Yeah, like, you're <laughs> not gonna convince me that this Thai magician is wrong, because you, like, sexually assaulted his daughter? You're done though. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <up>. Thailand <laughs> rules. <laughs> Uh, And so does content sewer tell everyone Tell everyone content sewer rules And Thailand rules